Man, oh man, do we have a good episode for you today. So, grab you a code one and listen to the Full Tech Podcast. Podcast. Just your host, Smango. If you want to, you can follow me over on Twitter at the Smango. And I have my pal, Nabe. What's going on, Nabe? How have you been since our last podcast? Hello. Uh, hi, Smango. Um, and hi to the listeners. Um, yeah, I've been quite fine. A bit busy with uh, In the Keep stuff. Yeah, I know. Uh, Life. The- in the keep's been doing all the realms deep stuff lately right uh a lot of uh trailer and uh clip production and uh, interviews and stuff yeah i really wish i could help out more but it's just like i never have time to do even my stuff <laughs> that i have to do myself i have to force myself to even do that yeah we noticed we noticed <laughs> I'm just like, uh, I gotta try to make a video this week. Uh, I gotta do this, and then 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 I was supposed to do we were supposed to do a uh, cast this weekend with Open Arena, and I'm just gonna be gone. Like I just I just can't do it. You My know, weekends are not- always tied up now. I just I, it's cause it's summer too, and there's just more stuff to do with the kids and stuff. So. Just kind of yeah. how it's just kind of how it's, it's rolling. A priority. Yeah. There's. But my son goes back to school I soon, guess, so uh, there's that. People would like you to cast a show, especially for Open Arena. You have quite yes. fan base over there. Yes, I I love Open. Hello Arena. to the fan base. I love Open Arena. And yeah, but that's only shifted. Like, sometime in the future, you will have time to. Yeah, I think whenever uh, whenever school starts back, because, uh, I mean, I just, they'll be going, well, my oldest will be going to school, so, and, uh, you know, just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, busy <laughs> with life. Busy, 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 busy. I Like, during the week, man, I can, I can do pretty much anything, but even then, I struggle to, like, want to create stuff. I really do, because it's just, it's hard to do. Like, you go to work all day. And then you come home, and it's just like, do I really want to work on a eight-minute video for three hours? <laughs> you know, like make all yeah. this stuff. Uh, make, they, they, even the podcast. Sometimes I'm just like, do I really want to record for forty minutes and go edit it later, then post it on the you know, post it on the web, share it out, 
And then I have to make a video too of that because I like to have the YouTube yeah. stuff. But anyway, I'm just complaining really. But it yeah. just takes it takes a lot of time for somebody to watch your seven minute video for and, and get like two two views on it. I mean, that's just the way it is yeah, when you're starting out sad. and you're little. But let's let's see options how to streamline maybe the process so you can yeah. make. I mean, I've got, it, I've got it streamlined as much as I can by myself, you know? Like, I have templates. Mm -hmm. I kind of follow that and, you know, get it out there. It's just, it's a lot. It's a lot to do. I mean, content-wise. Yeah, that, yeah. Maybe there's also a streamlining process to, to that. So you can make uh, maybe a five-minute clip in under or around about an hour. Mm -hmm. That would be great. Like, I, I have so many ideas I want to do, and it's just it takes time. It really does. Like you have, not only do you have to do that, you have to record it, then you have to cut it up, then you have to, you know, put a little daz dazzle in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you understand all this. Uh, everybody else probably does too. That's even considered making content of any sort. Like even writing. Like I would love to sit down. And write the book that I have in mind, but I just I never have time. Just take a voice recorder with you. You have a voice recorder, your telephone. Listen, please. Talk pages <laughs> into it. The voice recorder doesn't know. really work whenever you're a hillbilly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you will find a way. So I was working on somebody's computer one day at the school I used to work at, and. Mm -hmm. They had that dragon, uh, what is it called? It, it's a text-to-speech. Uh, a dragon natural speaking. Yes, dragon natural speaking. And they had like, it, it wasn't a super old version. It's probably like right in the middle. Anyway, I started playing around with it, and I was like, there's no way in the world this thing's going to understand me. But uh, there was one setting that I found that worked a little bit. And it was called the Appalachian setting. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, they, they did think about, you know, old hillbillies from Kentucky, uh, you know, doing voice recording. Because, mm. I mean, it still didn't work the best. I, I guarantee it might work a little better now since, you know, technology's improved since then. But, yeah. Oh, I, what was the solution from IBM back then? Like around 2001, 2002? Oh, I don't know. Might have to look that up. But that version worked pretty well, even in my accent, like for German. Yeah. Small, but German's really, really you, proper, though. Like... Uh, I can give you uh, quite a couple of examples where... Like, the problem with... The, Hillbilly is that we have this twang, and it's hard to, it, it's just hard to understand for some people. Like, and it gets worse if I get around other hillbillies. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I've, I've took the people. The deeper in the welly you get, uh, yeah. the deeper gets the voice. Yeah, so one, one of my bosses, uh, at, uh, when I started working in IT, is one of my first full-time jobs. He's always lived in Lexington, and, you know, kind of the higher metropolitan areas and you know i'm from the sticks in eastern kentucky mm -hmm. so i mean we, we got really good friends and stuff so he started wanting to come around and hang out and stuff like that and i think it was like my son's first birthday 
And I said, oh, come, come hang out with me. And he just recently got divorced or something. So he was just wanting to get out and do something. And <laughs> Man, I had a bunch of my like friends and family come over to my mother's house. And he said, dude, I have no idea what you guys were even saying. It's like you spoke a different language when you was around them. I was like, I guarantee it. Because I try to talk a little proper whenever I know I'm like, you know, recording or just, you know, trying to talk to people that's not. I don't know. It just comes out, man, whenever you get around people. Yeah, I know that. It's the same. It's really weird. It's really weird. But but the the more far you you are away from the main roads, like the Autobahn in Germany, if you have to drive like three hours, four hours, until you get to the Autobahn. There is some cities <laughs> that have such connection. And mostly in those uh, type of villages, mm-hmm. you have that really, really strong accent with words nobody ever could guess what it means. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It's so, so far apart, Nabe, and... Still similar. Yeah, but uh, people behave similar. Like yeah, they, they really form, do. They are different type of languages. Maybe it's uh, due to the European heritage. I mm-hmm. don't know. I don't know. Well, I think that's good for our opening segment. I don't know about you. Yeah. Let's uh, let's go to um, our first topic of the day. Um, windows. Did you see Was that? It, it just it just announced like yesterday. So I, I was checking in it to yesterday and today. I was like, that would be a great topic. Is Windows Microsoft has officially announced Windows 365, and what it really is is just a virtual machine, but it's made by Microsoft though. So it's got that Microsoft, you know, ah, you can trust us, you know. Uh, I mean, this technology's been around for a while, let's be honest. You, you've been able to have a remote desktop from, uh, I'm trying to remember that one company that's always done it, uh, Citrix. You've been able to, Citrix has been like one of the biggest people that's pushed this remote desktop setting. And it's really big in like schools, like colleges. Uh, I don't know, uh, I'm sure everybody listening there. Maybe listening in the future, if you went to college, you normally log on to a little WISE or a little terminal. Then you would connect, uh, usually it would connect to a bigger server, and then you would be on your desktop no matter what computer you got on. So that's kind of the, the thought process behind Microsoft here. They want to have your desktop wherever you go. On whatever disk, uh, whatever computer you're on. Yeah, even the tablet series, like the Surface thingies. Yeah, so the thing is, is the Surface will still be its own computer, but then you'll just download whatever, I guess, Windows 365, whenever you need to do work or whatever it is. And it's going to be good for work stuff, I will say that. Because if the pandemic has showed us anything is that people can work from home. <laughs> so <laughs> it's going to be a double-edged sword here coming shortly, guys. Just just wait. Uh, whenever the pandemic first started, the mad rush to get people remote desktop into their work computer from home 
was insane. Insane. So, if you was in the IT at all in, during the pandemic or the start of COVID, especially in the United States, you, you know what I'm talking about. The, the You tried to prepare these people for years that years upon years that you could work from home it people's been able to kind of work from home for generations because of you know just remote (laughs) support stuff and then we keep telling everybody like yeah you can remote in but the the easiest solution is have a vpn and you know you just use microsoft rdp or whatever it is and linux can do the same stuff you know microsoft uh, remote desktop so the mad rush for that was absolutely insane. So I guess Microsoft finally was like, ah, you know what? We might as well make money and produce a desktop that we can sell to everybody for a monthly fee, and they can have their desktop wherever they go, and we'll just get rid of all these third-party stuff because that's kind of how everything's going right now is everybody's remote working. I mean... I mean, how much work are you able to do remotely? I work exclusively remote <laughs> at home. See? That's what I'm talking about. With one day in the office. But even in the office, uh, I have to connect customers via some remote desktop solution, fix yeah. things. So... So uh, what I'm saying, my job is literally uh, like I do remote support. Like I go on site every now and then to like a client, but I literally connect to, like I could do my job right now on my home computer, connect to the same software and do my job sitting at the house. I just wouldn't have my desk phone. Yeah. Most pre- uh, problems can be solved remotely uh, Yeah, with a remote software. If it's a new printer that has to be set up and stuff, then you might use people. Oh, yeah, absolutely. uh, Most technicians, uh, we usually send out if there's new hardware that has to be installed or we find a very tech-savvy user that can, you know, plug in the the power and plug in a network cable. I mean, that's really all you have to do. As long as it's on the network and you have a DHCP server or something running. I mean, you can find yeah. that you can find that equipment. Like I, I even had to do that today. <laughs> Matter of fact. Yep. So yeah. Today's printer uh, announcement. Now I don't know how printers will work on the Windows Cloud. That's basically all it is. It's Windows Cloud, uh, uh, operating yeah, system cloud. If they have um, a special client to it, like for every operating system, like the RDP client, mm-hmm. uh, Microsoft offers, maybe they have functionality to scan your no- uh, local network with that device if any supported printer is online. Yeah, maybe. I guess that, that should uh, yeah, yeah, you know... Uh, think of it you can use rdp and other remote stuff like log me in i've seen that you can actually use your local printer and scanner yeah, you and can you can also get that data share 
yeah. local um, directories direct, uh, directly yeah, into. Yeah, that's true. Yes, yeah. I do that too when I connect my home server. <laughs> Think about it. So, uh, yeah, maybe even because I, it's Microsoft. They I can mean, everything that uh, Quake fans runs on, the server it runs on, full tech, uh, you know, all my little websites, it's only hosted on one little virtual server that I paid $5 a month for. <laughs> it's just a Ubuntu, uh, you know, lamp stack. That's what it is. That's all it is. It's nothing special. It doesn't even have a GUI, but I log into it remotely from anywhere. That's basically the same thing. It's just owned by Microsoft now. Like Microsoft's going to be the head captain here. <laughs> yeah. They want to get back in some business they gave to other people like citrix for instance yeah they, they definitely want to or yeah they the, want to go after citrix for sure for sure and i think after microsoft win what what was office office 365 yeah office 365 that's yeah. the big daddy right now yeah and a, quite a lot of people are using it and oh yeah everybody not? uses it ship a solution where you can use every software you like remotely out uh, out of uh, our hands like microsoft so yeah lots of people use office 365 uh, i would say just about 95% of the clients we have used office 365 not many people are hosted exchange anymore. Uh, I mean, Microsoft's just not, they're just not giving you the power to do it anymore. I mean, the last version was 2019. So they're just, I mean, they're not making money off of it. That's why they're not doing it no more. They're, they're yeah, forcing everybody to update, but you know, I mean, that's how you make money that, that they want money. So, for the cu uh, customer, in the end, it's total cost of ownership. Yep. So for bigger companies, they will just look if if it's cheaper to just go to a different solution, uh -huh. like maybe Linux or whatever. Oh, they so. definitely could go to Linux, but then they don't have they don't have that familiarity that users are used to, like. Oh, you gotta you can, think you can achieve that. You can achieve that. Like if I really want, because there will be demand in case of a lot of people don't uh, or companies not wanting to switch to Windows three sixty five, maybe or because of uh, security reasons or whatever, like regulations and stuff. Yes. And they need an operating system that is suitable to run their old software. So with tools like Wine in combination, maybe with a custom tailored desktop, mm -hmm. some bigger company like whatever, uh, take maybe SAP could make their own operating system to host their business application onto it. That's true. And still being compatible uh, to the 
other guys. So mm. if that's the, the, the right move out of Microsoft, I, I don't know. Maybe for the home user, but business-wise, hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, they and just they just like money for um, the home user. Yeah, if if the remote um, client doesn't really support <coughs> hardware-accelerated video or um, yeah, their uh, their remote uh, session might. Do it a little better. I, st uh, I still yeah. don't think the <laughs> live streaming video game is there yet. It, it just looks weird to me. I've not tried any of the new stuff. I forget who done it last. It's possible. Like, you see um, with twi Twitch, 120 frames per second streams. Yeah. That's possible. If you have a sufficient uh, internet connection, that uh, works. I'm, I'm sure the work. more that it's quite expensive, I guess. I'm sure the more that gigabit gets pushed around everywhere, the better that'll actually become. Because yeah, you just you just won't have no cat. Yeah, um, they're distributing those gigabit lines everywhere without keeping up the backbones. Yep. I so still got to do the back backbone. There. Maybe another 10 years. <laughs> I don't know. 10 years is a long time. Yeah, we have different solutions. Like, take Starlink, for instance. That will be not the savior for everything, but I guess it will be a better thing that some people used up today. I once used internet over satellite oh i think 10 years ago yeah it was awful <laughs> that had to be awful for like gaming mm. even for um voice over ip you have oh yeah ping of uh, 300 milliseconds in average when it's okay-ish <laughs> that or sounds awful uh, that's not really I'm sure that downloads, like if you just download something, it probably wouldn't you wouldn't have noticed it as much. But like gaming, voice over IP, yeah, that that had to be mm. bad. Downloads, if you have like a proxy server directly yeah. at the provider where you can cash in the popular downloads, then it was an amazing speed for the time. Uh, that's good. Uh, even that's been a good idea. Megabit ten years ago. That's that's okay. What was that one famous proxy server? Is it Squid or something? Squid proxy. Yeah. Mm. Squid. I guess it was Squid easy to use. Squid uh, is a caching and forwarding HTTP web proxy. Uh, I mean, you run it on whatever. Yeah, you can use uh, proxy solutions for different applications. Uh, quite nice yeah. like as a IRC bouncer that's basically a proxy you send uh, information to one point and this point relays it to a different point and maybe stores the information in between for diff different usage like deliver streams to other uh, persons but that's mostly done with what's it called uh 
multicast. Yeah, I think. So you you only send in different IPs in the header information, and the actual data package for the stream is sent only once through a row of routers. And the last router, or when it's your exit point, it will just go out. But that that only works in in uh, networks that are media optimized. But that saves quite a lot of uh, bandwidth. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, Windows 365 should be interesting to see what Microsoft brings out and ruins or makes great. I don't know. They're, they're, they they make good stuff and they make just crap. <laughs> Which I have a good I have a good crap Google's story. Team. I have a good crap story here later in 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 the podcast here. Um, let's jump to a, a gaming segment here. Uh, I know you're not well versed in the Final Fantasy realm, but pretty big news. Uh, I know you've heard of World of Warcraft. Who, unless you've been living under the rock for the last thirteen years or something. Everybody knows that World of Warcraft has probably been the biggest MMORPG on the planet. Yeah, World of Warcraft is known, I guess. Yeah. So, lately, uh, while World of Warcraft has just become just... It's not a very fun game at all anymore. And I've played it. I've played the latest expansions. I've played I've played World of Warcraft since 2000, what six so I, I was playing vanilla I, I started in vanilla i remember going to walmart and buying my fresh copy of uh world of warcraft or somebody probably actually gave me a trial copy first because that's how you get it i tell you had to get a trial of world of warcraft back then you had to give somebody had to give you a copy of it <laughs> so recently uh the story of final fantasy 14 is I, i'll try to sum it up as quick as i can the 1.0 version of the game come out in 2013 it was literal trash. Even the company said it was trash. Square Enix itself said this game's trash. We're going to fix it. They didn't. They didn't pull the plug on this on the game. They literally remade the whole thing. They remade the whole game from scratch. The whole game. They had a moon come and crash into the servers, or you know, the game, uh, the game world. And literally reborn. It's the game that come out later was Final Fantasy A Realm Reborn. Or maybe that's 2013 when that happened. Yeah, I think it was 2013 when that happened. Uh, 2000, probably 10 or something, whenever Final Fantasy 14 first launched. I can't remember. Realm Reborn started in about 2013. Yeah, that, that sounds more accurate. Anyway, it, it's just been gradually getting traction year by year. Trying to catch up the World of Warcraft. All of a sudden, last week or the week before, uh, some of the big streamers, Asmund Gold, to being the biggest WoW streamer, decides he's finally going to try Final Fantasy XIV. I don't know if the stars aligned or what, but Final Fantasy XIV literally explodes and they run out of digital game copies to sell. Imagine that. How is that even possible? First of all, how do how do you run out of digital codes? 
for a, a online game. Like they sold that many though that they they actually run out of I guess generated codes. That's how that that's what's happened in the last week. So naturally, I'm a pretty big Final Fantasy fan, especially the older uh, generations, it's like you know one through nine, then ten. I love ten. Uh, I didn't really play 11. I played it. Uh, that's their other. So it's not the first time Final Fantasy's ever tried an MMORPG. They, 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 they had their, uh, you know, their feet in the water with Final Fantasy 11. It, it was, it's got some charm to it, but it's just not very good in my opinion. Uh, and that's kind of, that's kind of where I leave off of the Final Fantasies I actually enjoy. I don't like 12's okay. 13, I hate it. 14, is this one it's really great now 14 is but it's mmorpg 15 i hated that game but yeah just it's crazy that a, a video game that that's always online the mmorpg that's i mean you nobody really goes and buys this physically which they can you you can buy it physically it's on consoles it's on mac and it runs out of digital codes. That that amazes me. That's how much um, that, that's how much has changed in, in just a week. Maybe it's the licensing servers that are limited in processing power or something. Well, they they've had to... so many people register to the game that they're going to have to open up new servers. So uh, I mean. It, I, I don't think Asmongold, the, the big WoW streamer that's playing Final Fantasy fourteen now, he's giving it a try. I don't think it was his fault. Like, it doesn't matter if he plays WoW or Final Fantasy. Like, the game's going to have going to be good whether he plays it or not. Both games. The thing is, yeah, Final Fantasy don't... has been focusing on gameplay. They've been focusing on all this other stuff that WoW's just... WoW got took over by Activision. And as you all know, we know how Activision is these days. They microtransaction everything. And, and we're just now seeing it. We're seeing the effects of Activision on Blizzard and World of Warcraft. And the stars just aligned perfectly. This was, Asmongold probably streaming was probably the straw that broke the camel's back for uh, one of these hillbilly sands. He, he, he tilted the tides, so to speak. It's just been it's been crazy to me. Hmm. Yeah, but that's our generation. <laughs> we are so, used to the in-game microtransactions. But take a look at the young kids. They mostly don't know any game that hasn't yeah. microtransactions. So... Maybe there's a generation that even demands it. I, I hope not, guy. <laughs> I mean, Final Fantasy has little, like, like mounts and stuff, and so does WoW. But I, WoW is just in this weird spot. It really, it's in this really weird spot. And Final Fantasy has just been fun, and, and listens to the community, the user base. It listens to the community now. You see how much they listen that they they killed the game. They literally killed 1.0 and released 2.0. They killed it. They they completely destroyed the game. And, and this is the effects of it. They 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 are in. I don't know if they 100% overtook WoW yet, 
but th- they're getting there. They, I mean, it's we'll see how many people stick around after this big surge uh, of gamers are playing Final Fantasy if they keep playing it. I'm going to keep playing it because I think it, I, I've always loved Final Fantasy 14. I played it back in 2013 when they done the Realm Reborn, and actually my computer struggled to play it because it, it was such a graphical increase from other MMORPGs. It was hard to play. It really was. I don't think I ever run 60 frames solid. Now it's 2021. My computer's a beast, and this game's got a little odor, but it still looks fantastic. <laughs> so it just plays better, too. Like it just, I'm just like, this game's so fun. Anyway, that's that's my Final Fantasy story for today. It, it's crazy. Uh, uh, if you guys watch YouTube, there's all kinds of YouTube videos right now about Final Fantasy. It's ridiculous how much this game has exploded, and I, I'm I'm happy it has. It, it deserves it. It's been Square Enix is a great gaming company. And it, it helps that they have console releases too. WoW is just PC only, so there is that. <sighs> On to our next segment. Um. This is what I call our random tech support story. Nate, you got any tech support stories you want to share? Like funny ones? Funny ones? Yeah. Funny <laughs> ones or aggravating? Aggravating ones are turn out to be funny because people probably want to laugh at us for getting angry. I don't know. Uh, most of the time, it's uh, not really funny. The most funny thing <laughs> like, was when a friend called me. A distant friend and uh, I never expected her to be in the in gaming she was she was quite um, in business and career oriented when I got to know her and years later she called uh, her computer isn't working anymore and she has a clan match at Saturday so I, if I could come by and fix machine (laughs) and so i did and i was looking uh boots up starting the game right after uh, the game starts it crashes and i don't necessarily hear it was quite silent like too silent for a computer back in the day (laughs) yes So I opened the case, and what I saw was, like, three or four cats. (laughs) The amount of hair in cats stuck in the fans. So the graphics card died completely. (laughs) Like, the 3D part wasn't usable anymore. And uh, also the CPU had, I guess, temperature issues. Yeah. Throttled down all the time, I guess, because of that. <laughs> so I, I fixed that, and I gave her the advice to, yeah, clean up more. The computer hairball. Yeah, it's. I never seen that before. Like, I was. Uh, sure. I, was I've seen just about everything. Uh, I always hated working on a smoker's like anything. Like a heavy smoker smokes in the house smoker. Mm-hmm. They, their electronics 
are some of the most disgusting. Like, they literally give their computers and stuff cancer. It's ridiculous. Uh, you can fix that. <laughs> I'm a smoker. <laughs> are you a heavy smoker? Like, in the house next to your computer? Yes. Yes. Well, you know how to take care of your stuff, though. Like, this is like... Yeah. Th this is people that don't are not in IT or, you know, computer savvy at all. Like, they smoke and play whatever they're doing or, or play bingo all night on Facebook. I don't know what they're doing. Their computers are disgusting. Like, the yeah, resident... Like, there's a film. Oh, it's all... Like, if they got a laptop, there's like a film over top of it. Like, it's just gross. <laughs> So well, it's weird smoking like, film. It's with me. It's mo uh, mostly not not a film. It's dust that gets a bit more sticky. So yeah, you have to brush it off. And yeah, you can just blow it off. You have to brush it off. That's kind of, yeah, like it's dust smoke or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but <laughs> it's it's cleanable. So I have filters installed. Uh, the filters uh, would help. Fan. Yeah. Oh, I've I've worked on some nasty yeah, that computers. Helps quite a lot. I have worked on some nasty I, computers. I can imagine, like. Uh, so um, I'm gonna tell you my story. I was gonna tell this other story, but uh, you going off to somebody's house and fixing uh, a computer has reminded me of one of my first first computer adventures. And this is when Smango was just a wee Smango. He just he was just in college, and I, I was dating this girl at the time. And she goes, my aunt, she's got money and everything. She's got a computer that needs fixing. I'm like, oh, sweet. You know, I've been like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I was going to college. I didn't have no money. So I was like, oh, man, I'll, I was like, I, I, I went and tucked in my shirt and wore these khakis and everything. You know, I was legit. Like, I got to be professional, get my name out there. Or something, you know, I'm going to be this cool tech pro. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, you know, I was just going to college. I was dumb. I was like maybe 19, 18 at the time. And man, I mean, this is back in Windows XP days. So you imagine me, I had a CD. Everybody had this big portfolio of DVDs and discs, you know, Windows XP, Service Pack 3 disc with, you You know, you had the works, right? If you worked mm -hmm. on, if you worked on computers, you had the works. You had your, your rescue disc, your boot floppy disc. I mean, I had this stuff packed full of stuff and I had my little, uh, I think I had whatever the college gave me for a screwdriver set, which was garbage and cost way too much. Come think about that these days. So anyway, I, I go from my little shitty trailer that I lived in at the time, all the way at least 40, 50 miles. And I, I, I remind you, I'm in college. I have no money. So whatever I'm getting around on, it's probably whatever my mom gave me to, to even make it to school or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I'd work odd jobs like Walmart. I worked at Walmart for a while, blah, blah. Anyway, I didn't really work a lot in college. I tried. Mostly it was uh, mommy's money getting me from back and forth. Uh, anyway, I didn't have no money to buy anything. Not even gas hardly. Like, it, she made sure I got to school and back to, to, where I was, to where I was staying at, which wasn't much. And maybe one day I'll share you what I lived in when I was going to college. Anyway. I get to this woman's house and, uh, the girl's brother was there. The girl's, the girl I was dating's brother was there. So I knew him. I talked to him for a minute and he's back there. Uh, 
I think it, it was, I think they're, it was their aunt or something. So I don't know. Anyway, he was our stand or something. So I talked to him a little bit, but then I worked on this computer for, I mean, I, I man, I fixed this computer up. Let me tell you, I done the works. Like I done more than I should have for what they called and said it was done. You know, I was like, you know, this is family, you know, whatever. Yada, yada, yada. I got, I mean, it had windows, like genuine activation crap on it, something. Then I fixed all that. And it had updates. I mean, I got, I took the computer part and cleaned it and all that. I was like, oh man, this, they're going to really appreciate this. I might get 20 bucks or 40, but I don't know how much they'll give me. You know, I didn't put, I didn't set a price. I didn't even ask, you know, I didn't say it would cost anything to come out there, but you know, normally whenever a college, you know, broke kid (laughs) comes, you expect something, you know what I mean? So I get ready to I get ready to leave. I'm like, oh yeah, that was you know, it took me a while. I got everything fixed. It's running great now. And I had all my stuff ready, and I was just you know kind of standing at the door, tapping my foot, like, okay. And she's like, well, thanks. <laughs> I sit there. I'm like, oh yeah, thanks. And she gave me a hug, and that was it. Yep. Waste of time. Zero <laughs> payment. I think me and that hoe broke up after that. Matter of fact, I can't remember. So, yeah, it just, <laughs> man, did I get taken advantage of there? Wasted my time. I didn't even get, I didn't even get $5. Not, not even of a five. Not even a $5 did, bill. Did you get like a. Uh coffee served or i didn't even get water they didn't even offer me a glass of water not even a glass of tap water warning sign like somebody that really tips you off well will give you something in in advance well the lesson learned here was something to eat uh here coffee yeah i didn't get nothing clear i was wanting cash now, what happened was they took advantage of me being uh, dating this girl, and they was like, oh, friends and family, you know, you got to fix your friends and family because it don't take none of your time to go fix this stuff. <laughs> That's what happened. Yeah. Uh, you know, my mom calls. I'm going to fix her computer for free. That, you know, that's my yeah, mom. It's your mom. <laughs> this old girl uh, that lived 60 miles away that I barely knew because uh, she's uh, – my girlfriend's like Ann or cousin or something. I don't know her from Diddly Squat. I expect maybe, you know, if I waste my time driving to your house, packing up all this stuff, taking computer part, fixing it, you know, computer people get done this way is what I'm saying. They, they get done this way so much. Now, ask, ask one of your plumbers in your family to come fix your plumbing and see what happens. Yeah, but that involves mostly, like, parts. So they have to say a price in advance. Because, like, <laughs> well, that was my problem. I should have said, how much you going to give me to do that? That's what I should have said. Uh, but I was they, young and naive. And you don't have to invest uh, if you do IT repairs that much. Like, if a hard That's true. drive is broken... You can say, okay, the hard drive is broken. The co- whole operating system has to be yeah. called fresh and all the drivers and shit. Oh, that's roundabout, but whatever. 200 bucks or something. Yeah. Okay, that's too much, but like if... But my, my 
just to tell numbers. I've always thought my time is worth money. You know, if I'm going to be working, time time is money. I mean, regardless or not, if I had to buy parts or not, time's money. Like, that's two hours I could have been doing anything else, which I probably wouldn't have been doing nothing anyway, but still, broke college kid got took advantage of naive. That's what happens. Yeah, but it was, like, also your heart. Like, it was <laughs> the girl's grandma, so you want to impress the girl somehow, or whatever. It didn't work, babe. <laughs> yeah. Even that didn't pay off. It didn't work. It didn't pay off in the end. <laughs> well, at least I learned experience. I did gain experience. So there is that. Yeah. At least I did gain experience going to somebody's house, meeting them, fixing this computer. That's the only thing I really gained. That I could say, I, and it made a good story for today. So there's that. I still like to have five dollars yeah. or a, a McDonald's dollar menu cheeseburger, Nabe. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, even <laughs> a cup of coffee. A cup of coffee, something. I didn't even get a ice tap water. Tap water. I didn't even get a piece of ice. Anyway, that's my story for today. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, I guess we'll go on to the, the next segment, and that is our favorite Windows operating system. And I'll let Nabe take it from here. What's your favorite Windows operating system, Nabe? Oh, whew, I used nearly... I didn't use Windows 1.0, but I worked with 2. Point, what? What was it? 2.10 and 3.0, 3.11, Windows 95, and the whole shebang up until now. And uh, if you ask me which was the operating system I liked the most, 98 second edition. That worked. It was fast. Ninety-five. Ninety-five was uh, your favorite. 90, 98, second edition, not ninety-five. Yeah, ninety-eight was legit. Yeah. yeah, with USB support and everything included, like the second edition. The first edition ha didn't have USB su support out of the box. Mm -hmm. That was a bit unfortunate. Yep. But uh, the second edition, that was a that's a step up experience. 98 was a step up, that's for sure. No. But Windows ME afterwards was a pain. <laughs> like quite some gaming friends updated to ME and complained all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. I uh, fortunately enough, uh I had an older cousin that kept me from using Windows ME a lot and he mm -hmm. actually put uh like whenever I'd get my computer worked on, he would put Windows 98 on it or Windows 2000 Pro, which was uh, much better than <laughs> Windows Millennium. <laughs> yeah, uh, but with 2000 in the beginning, uh, some games didn't run well. And they that's true. took their time to convert DirectX for 2000. So they didn't want 2000 to be the entertainment operating system but they overthought the whole process i think with xp 
So I had some issues with some titles to yeah. run on 2000. But it was like later on when they converted uh, DirectX and other stuff, yeah, it ran pretty well. Pretty stable. Yeah. St more stable than uh, 98, but less fun. <laughs> less fun. And it was like from a loading experience... 98 uh, ran a bit faster. Like There wasn't uh, that amount of uh, memory needed to to have the operating system running and, and such stuff. It's crazy now that I have, like, when I look back on it, how slow my Windows 98 computer was back in the day. And now I have, like, a top-notch Windows 98 you know, computer sitting, sitting back here. Like that's just, I, I clicked old, old hardware. So like I have the top notch, like windows 98, like it, it's basically overkill for the system, but it, it, it's a Pentium three. And it has just like maxed out Ram has a, like it's got a, uh, hard drive that's kind of convert. Cause you can't really buy old hard drives anymore. They, they just don't last. So you can get flash memory and have a converter to IDE. Anyway, I have that in there. Man, it loads so quick and it's so snappy. I'm like, what, was Windows 98 really this good? And it really, it really was if you had the top-notch stuff. I had yeah. like a Pentium 2 or some, slot 2 on my Windows 98. And it had like 4 megabytes of RAM or something. I, I don't know. It was bad. Maybe 8. The, the, uh, my machine was quite quite good now it has like 256 megabytes of ram this one does it's incredible mm -hmm. i can't remember it, it's probably more than four i'm probably just remembering wrong it's probably like 32 or something maybe it was a video I ram i had a lot back then in that 98 machine of mine so i had a ultra scsi interface not ide or something a really fast spinning hard disk and such such stuff Oh yeah, yeah. Ninety eight was really good. Hmm? Ninety eight yeah. Windows ninety eight was a really good operating system. Yeah, um, it was the the operating system when Quake three came out? Yes, it was. So. It was. Windows ninety five could play play it on everything. Like they had yeah, uh, the Mac support nearly right away, Linux support. So, yeah, but it was a bit harder to play it on back in the days on those machines because the install process of the drivers were not that streamlined as it is today, especially for the ATI graphics cards. So, which one is yours? Uh, let's see. Uh, I, I tell you what. Uh, where I got introduced to computers was in in grade school. So, they had like an IBM, uh, IBM system. I don't know. I, I still, I'm confused on what two? it really was. It was an OS2. I think it was like an IBM DOS like it was built specifically for schools 
But on some other computers, you could type in Win and get the Windows 3.1. And I thought I was a genius for figuring that out. I don't know why it was a bit like that, but it was. Uh, I yeah, mean, it, normally everybody when you put Windows 3.1, you you put DOS, then you put Windows 3.1 on it. I didn't know that at the time though, which I just thought I was like some kind of genius that I could type in Win and Windows 3.1 would run. I thought that was amazing. <laughs> uh, you you know the teachers from back then. Yeah. They weren't really well known in the stuff. So they ordered new PCs uh-huh. because they needed them. So <laughs> the old ones all had DOS. And that was mandatory at that time for yeah. the school to run on. And the new machines shipped with Windows in the background. So the technician had to come by and uh, fix that booting. So it boots into DOS. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> I guarantee that's probably that's probably what happened. Uh, think about it. But anyway, that's just my first experience. And uh, when I'd go, like sometimes I'd go to my mom's bank and she'd have three point one, like in a computer room back there. Yeah, that, that's real secure. Having a kid get on your banking computer. Anyway, <laughs> back then, <laughs> back then, <laughs> no problem. Oh. <laughs> uh, that's funny because now I work. I work for bank. I do bank IT support now. It's, it's crazy yeah. that I think about it. I was like, yeah, that, I could have really wrecked some stuff back then. <laughs> anyway, uh, okay. Back then, I guess I guess you could have destroyed something if you like downloaded something with a virus. Yeah, nobody I mean, nobody expected a virus to spread at that time, that that fast. Because th- this had to been like early nineties. I'm sure there was a virus somewhere. Yeah, 95, especially, because that's when the internet boom happened, right? 94, 95? Mm-hmm. Uh, you even had uh, viruses on the Amiga. Yeah. They spread through trading of disks. Yeah. And people, and there was people that, right? anyway, I'm getting off topic here, but there was people that brought video games from home and discs from home and stuff and put it on that computer. That's that's why I love that computer back there. It had games on it. I don't know who put them on there, but people put games on there. But I would say 3.1, it, it, it's, not a, it's not a great operating system, but it just has something special there that I had. And you could play Solitaire. Solitaire was the thing, you know. Then 95 come out. And it was revolutionary, but it just it just crashed all the time. Ninety and then ninety eight come out, the second edition, of course, was just solid as a rock for the most part. It still had problems. Two thousand was good, but then XP. I mean, XP really was when I really became a really big computer gamer. I'd say ninety eight got me in the Quake and Half Life and Team Fortress Classic. But even then, I was still like wanting to play Super Nintendo, uh, PlayStation, whatever at the time. Then XP, that's when the PC gaming 100% almost come out of me. XP. I only switched uh, because of there wasn't any updates for DirectX for 98 anymore. Yep. That was the point when I switched to XP because I didn't like XP in, in the beginning. But I used it then... Over the years, like I overstepped eight and 8.1. Oh, you're good. <laughs> Nine didn't even hit the shelves. So I switched from seven directly to 10. But I think most of the people did. Yeah. Eight was. Or at least of the gamers. Eight was bad. Eight was really bad. Matter of fact, 
that cause Microsoft really wanted to push those tablets, Surface tablets. And mm. it was, 8 was okay if you used a tablet, but as a desktop interface, it's pure garbage. It really is. They released 8.1, and it was better. At least they brought the start button back, and that made things a little bit easier for people, even myself as a, as a, a computer tech. You know, in, in the IT field, having that start button disappear, it, like you had to do corner stuff. It was so annoying. That was the worst. That, that 8 and 8.1, even Windows Server 2012 and R2 is garbage. I hate that operating system. With like, uh, It's the worst. <laughs> it really, it might, Windows 8 needs to be ridiculed more than me, in my opinion. Don't get me wrong. Windows me was garbage. Windows 8, 8, and I was forced to like upgrade people. And I was just like, we don't need to upgrade because this is trash. And Windows 7 is working just perfect. This is trash. Let's quit updating. But I was told not to. Let's upgrade to the latest OS because it's going to be the new thing. And I'm just like, no, it's not because this is trash. <laughs> Ugh. So I guess that might be my hatest. It, it's a toss. Eight, eight was really bad. It really was. I, so I, your bad more on XP, like your favorite one. Yeah, XP was definitely like it was there. I mean, seven was really great too. Like, it, I mean, I like Windows Ten. A lot of people don't like it, but I mean, I think Windows Ten's fine. I hate okay. the my my quarrels with Windows Ten is they've tried to hide the control panel even harder than they ever have. Now Windows 11 is supposed to hide it even more. That's why that's what annoys me. They took away the Windows X menu. It does it's not easy to get the control panel anymore. And as a computer technician in the IT field, it's very important that I get the control panel cuz the Windows new Windows Metro or whatever it is, settings and all that crap is garbage. Yeah, you can try with uh, different... I found out there's some really neat uh, Windows key shortcuts that will oh, yeah. mm -hmm. bring up those. And you just have to Im remember... Well, Windows key X you... used to be the Windows... Uh, Windows key X used to have control panel uh, shortcut on it. And Microsoft removed it on purpose because they don't like people getting to it. I... I mm. If they would have just kept that, I would have probably never said anything. But now I have to go, like, the honestly, the quickest way to it is go Windows R, type in Control Panel, and run so you can get to Control Panel fast. That's what I've been having to do lately. You can search for it, too, but I think that takes more time than just Windows R Control Panel. Like, I can type that pretty fast, so that's what I do. Yeah, it's just that, so... There's a registry key you can add to computers and, and get it, but I'm my own like I'm not going to do that to uh, like a bunch of workstations that people use all the time. I'm going to go around and set reg keys, you know, yeah. if I have to get on their computer or servers or anything. Like, I'm just not going to do that. Now, on my computer, I would do it, but I don't need to. <laughs> like It's just for support, it's easier to get to all the stuff I'm used to getting to. And the new stuff's garbage. Uh, oh, I, I think Windows 10's been fine to me. I, 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 I mean, that's the only complaint I really have of it is that 
it's making it they're trying to simplify it and it's just making it more aggravating for you know it people super users basically but yeah windows xp was great windows vista was pretty bad no no windows vista was pretty bad that was in the same line as <laughs> Vista. Just don't install. <coughs> Vista was bad. I remember the only reason I installed Vista was to play Halo 2 Vista, and they had DirectX 9. That was the only reason I upgraded for a bit. And then I upgraded, and I was like, holy crap, Halo 2 on PC is amazing. Then nothing else worked. So I, <laughs> I was just like, I'm not going to be able to play Halo 2 because I don't have Vista. Then that game died because... Nobody played it on Vista. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Could, it, could you imagine Halo with uh, server browsers and stuff? Because that's what it was. Uh, I never played Halo. Oh. I only played it once when it came out on the Xbox. I think it was an Xbox exclusive. Yeah, it was. But Halo, Halo 1 was on XP, but it was a port of a port. So, Halo originally came out on Xbox, and then they ported it over to uh, Windows, and it was garbage. It was okay. Let's say that. It was okay. Halo 2 actually got a great port to Vista, and it worked really well, and it had mods, and server. it had a great server browser and everything. I remember playing it. It was amazing. It really was. Like It felt like a PC game, but you had to have Windows Vista. And it just it was and it runs sixty FPS. It didn't run sixty FPS on the Xbox, if I remember correctly. It was great. It it felt like a PC shooter, but sadly, it was it it was just Windows Vista. Is it ruined the game? It did. Yep. Yeah, XP ninety eight and 10s probably my favorites. Uh, you know, three point ones will all be special to me. Ninety five. You had to have a 95 to make Windows 98. So Vista, Windows 8.18, and Server 2012 can all burn in a fiery pit somewhere. <laughs> Me, Vista, yeah. I'll just throw them garbage garbage operating systems. Uh, maybe then, next time I... we'll talk about our favorite distros. That'll, that'll be a good one. Mm -hmm. yeah. Fa favorite Linux distros. Right. We'll talk about that next time because we're over an hour here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but guys, that's uh, I guess that's it for this podcast, and we're at the last part here. Uh, I guess if you want, you can follow me over on Twitter at thismango. Nate really doesn't do social media, so you'll just have to get on Discord and chat to him. I don't know. <laughs> um. And in the keep discord yeah in the keep discord uh you got my my creator discord here and uh join us in open arena guys it's free to play i've been pressing i've been marketing i've done more marketing for open arena than i think any game i've ever done here lately i even got it like a little banner but <laughs> <laughs> hey, have you seen the stream lately uh on quake fans it has the little it had to have been a banner made like in 98 or, so, or whenever. To, I forget when Open Arena come out, but a little free banner. It literally looks like it looks like a 2000, like, five internet ad or something. Yeah. I guess it was 2005 when they released the source code. Yeah. I, I, I think 
think so. Oh, Marina was born. I guess it was the first um, standalone game that was made with the engine. Yeah. I think so. But yeah, I've been pressing open arena pretty hard. Join us over there. There's uh, the slash in Discord. I think I don't think I have a link to it on my Discord. I need to get that. Um, no, you have to ask dots, I guess. Dots. <laughs> Give me invite code. Anyway, guys, that's it for this uh, podcast. And uh, I guess we'll see you next time here on the Full Tech Podcast. Yeah, goodbye. And thank you, Smango. <laughs>